Um, so how would you describe, like, I guess, like, to begin uh, Nintendo strategy for, for, for this year? Because obviously there were a number of different approaches taken during the press conference. Um, how, how would you describe sort of like the overall strategy? Uh, Nintendo's strategy for, for E3 2013 was really to deliver the messages to different audiences in, in the ways they wanted to hear about it. A couple of examples of that is we did the business partner presentation for retailers and publishers and analysts, and we really spoke to them about marketing, about business practices, and about ways we were going to move the business, and that's what they wanted to hear. Whereas at the Wii U Software Showcase, we just talked games, and we had the developers come out and speak to the editors personally. They did a short presentation for about 30 minutes, but then they broke apart into different areas and stood by their games. People could actually play the games, ask the developers questions about them. So that's the kind of information that group wanted to hear about because that's what they most care about. We also had a developer roundtable with Pokemon, so people that were interested in that game could go deep on that. We did the Nintendo Direct on 7 o'clock in the morning, West Coast time, for consumers. Um, we have the Best Buy. Uh, retail experience so anybody that couldn't come here to E3 themselves could go to over 100 locations in the United States and Canada, try the games out for themselves. So we really tried to bring the information to the different audiences that care about games in a way that would be most beneficial for them. It's been a great strategy for us because people have really liked having that targeted approach and we haven't made any decisions yet on what we would do next year but for this year it seems like it was the right decision because we were all about the games this year. We didn't have the hardware announcements necessarily that some of the other competitors did. So we decided to just stick with what we do best for this show, which was showcasing the games and trying to shorten the time between when we tell people about the games and then be able to play them, because that's really when the Nintendo experience shines, is when you can actually get your hands on the system and try out what it is we've been talking about. How did you guys end up choosing which titles went to like the Best Buy locations where people were able to kind of check out a couple of the games that were announced here, or at least, or at least being talked about here? Mm -hmm. We wanted to pick titles that, that people knew and wanted to play, like Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker HD, or Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. These are known franchises, known gameplay experiences, but we really tried to update them and make them almost entirely new IP by making doing new gameplay dynamics, new features. Um, example is Super Mario 3D World. like the, the warp pipe that normally you would go into, you go in one end and come out the other, you wouldn't be able to see what happened in there because nothing did happen in there in previous versions, but the developers have really innovated and made there is a whole gameplay dynamic now, now that happens in the warp pipes and you can see that because it's transparent so that's the kind of thing that we think people would respond to so that's the kind of game we wanted to bring to the demos. Um, you mentioned that you know the focus was on games as a result of some of the competitors having new you know kind of dramatic you know that's that's always dramatic you guys have had that in years past like was the focus on games sort of a direct like okay we don't have that we already did our thing last year and the years before let's you know Here's the thing that we can get people excited with by focusing on the games that we know people are going to like. Yeah, in, pre in previous years we've had announcements with Nintendo 3DS hardware, with Wii, Wii U hardware, and a lot of the details that came around in terms of pricing and configurations and, and how to play the games. For us it was, it was almost like a moment of clarity this year where the clouds parted and it was just the games were obvious to us, that's what we should focus on because that's what we had that people wanted to hear about. So it, it made it very easy for us to, to plan our approach this year because uh, we wanted to get the people here that could explain their creative vision for the games, the developers themselves. And then really now that we've had some time, the developers have had some time to get their hands around the hardware and really start to, to max it out and, and show what it, it can do. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a great example of that. The visuals on that are really compelling. And, um, and 
that, that's one of the games that I personally just really like playing to this show, and it, it's taking great advantage of the hardware. Uh, can you say whether uh, the, the Donkey Kong is, is the only project that Retro is working on? Are they sort of just a one-team studio? Right now, that's the only title that we've announced that they're working on. It's, we don't have anything to announce in terms of future Retro titles yet. Um, so these may, I, one of the things I did was I asked on Twitter like what people were interested in. So there may be a not necessarily thematic consistency to so some of these were a lot of very specific questions that people were interested in. Um, one thing where people were curious about is... Um, you know, what is the future of the Metroid franchise? Mm -hmm. uh, nothing to announce in terms of, of future Metroid games. Um, the, the Miiverse for 3DS is something that, that's been talked about. Like, are there any additional details on when people might see that? Nothing to announce on that one either. Um, Earthbound is something that people are very excited that's, that's coming over. It's something that um, people have asked about for, for a long, long time. Was there was there a reason why, why that game was able to come over now? I know there are... Uh, in the past, there been some legal issues given uh, some of the music choices in that game. Was that just a hurdle that was overcome that, that made it possible now for that to come over? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any information on Earthbound either. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, what would you, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, if you bought a Wii U last fall, um, some of the games that have come out uh, this, this spring for the other hardware platforms uh, haven't been available to the Wii U. Um, how does Nintendo currently feel about uh, third parties and some of these major games that are, you know, should theoretically be possible technically on Wii U, but uh, they haven't chosen to, to release them on, on the platform? Well, we have great third party support here at the show. We've got Activision, Ubisoft, Sega, Warner Brothers, Disney. We've got exclusive titles, we've got titles that are cross platform. Um, and we're, we're happy to have these partners here. And third parties want the same thing that Nintendo wants, which was a, a large installed base. And so we're, we're taking it upon ourselves to drive the installed base between now and the holidays with great first party titles like Pikmin 3 coming out in August. Uh, and you have Wonderful 101, you've got Donkey Kong Country Returns, or Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, you've got Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, then you've got Super Mario 3D World. So that's a pretty packed lineup between now and the holiday. Then now in, in 2014, you've got Smash, Kart, and Bayonetta 2. So all these titles we think will help move the installed base and grow it, and that should in turn help third parties want to publish for our platform because what they want is, is the same thing we want, which is a large installed base so you could have as many people as possible potentially enjoying your software. So that's our job now, move that installed base, work with the, the third parties that are on board right now, the ones I mentioned. Ideally, other third parties will then see that installed base and, and see Wii U as an attractive platform to publish for. What can you say about uh, Nintendo's current plans to, to outreach to independent developers, the, the smaller guys who are you know one, two, three, four people? Um, what's what's the current strategy there to get more of them on the platform? Nintendo's strategy with any developers is to reach out to them aggressively because they have some of the great creative ideas, some of the innovation that we love to see come to the platform is, is coming from the indie community. So we'll go to shows like Game Developers Conference, we'll do seminars teaching them how to develop from the, for the platform, trying to use our learnings from our development teams to make it easier for them, removing some of the barriers that might have been there in the past, lowering the cost of development kits for them, making it easy for them to get personal contact in Nintendo that can give them advice, that can help them um, navigate the system so that it makes it as easy as possible for them to get their game on the um, eShop uh, or at retail if that's where they choose to, to, to make their games available. So we're really being aggressive with, with the indie developers because we know that they can bring a lot of great content to our platform. Um, some of the, the, the recent uh, Wii U ads I've seen have like very specifically tried to 
communicate the differences between the we and the we you. Like, uh, can you talk a little about uh, where that strategy came from and, and what sort of the ultimate goal of, of those ads are? Sure. Well, the, with the we going back one generation of, of hardware here for us, it was very easy to understand how the system worked because everybody's played tennis, everybody's been, been bowling, so you could pick up the Wii Remote, you could simul simulate those movements and automatically got the system in terms of what the potential was and, and how that gameplay dynamic worked. With the Wii U, it's been a little bit more difficult because the gamepad does open up a lot of interesting opportunities for a new kind of gameplay experience, but it's not as easy when you first walk up and see it to understand it right away. You know, even if you were walking by someone who was doing a demo of Wii Sports on the Wii, even if you weren't doing it themselves yourself, you could see what they were doing and you got it immediately. With the Wii U, it helps to be able to do it yourself so you can see what it's like to have two different screens involved in the gameplay. And so what we've been doing is reaching out aggressively through retail, through mall tours. In the case of this week, we've been at Best Buy to show the E3 games to people that couldn't make it here to the show. And because we found that the best way to understand Wii game or Wii U games and Nintendo experiences is to actually try them personally. Because you can only learn so much from hearing about them or seeing them, but that when you actually experience it yourself, that's when the light bulb goes off and you, and you, and you get it. So that's what we've been trying to do. And, and so far, that, along with word of mouth, then comes from those, those trial opportunities is the best way to get interest in the system up. Was that in, uh, in response to any certain feedback that you guys got from like the way it was tried to be communicated uh, up to launch, like uh, how, how did that come about uh, this spring as opposed to, to the, the actual launch period for the hardware? Well, we, we did do the trial around the, around the launch period too, and we're continuing it now into 2013 because we found that the knowledge and the enthusiasm from, from consumers goes up exponentially. We'll, we'll talk to them before, a person before they go in about how much they know about the experience and then afterwards engage you know, what their, their perception is, how motivated they are to buy, what it is they liked and didn't like about the system. And so by doing that before and after approach, it's, it's, it's pretty see, easy to see how effective it is. And so we're, we're using that, that information we get from those trial experiences to then do further refinements on the process and hopefully make the kind of um, you know, gameplay experience trials at, at malls and so forth that people like and enjoy. Uh, one of the big conversations amongst uh, you know, hardcore game players uh, as uh, competitors have announced various hardware platforms is sort of the role of used games and the, the rights that people have to physical media. You know, that wasn't something that ever came up with Nintendo, so like, what's kind of been Nintendo's perception on, on the sidelines as, as this whole thing has played out? Well, we're staying consistent with our position, which is we don't have any restrictions on used games. And, um, you know, when it comes to any restrictions that other companies do, I'll, I'll, I'll let them talk about their position and, and why they made the decisions they did, but for us, uh, we, we, we chose not to do that. We think that um, you know, for our system, the right thing is just not to have those, those restrictions on. Uh, can you provide any clarity on there's a uh, second firmware update coming to the Wii U to, to add some efficiency to, to the speed? Like Any clarity on when we might see that for, for users? Uh, I don't have an exact date, but I do know that with each additional software update, the system does run more efficiently and faster, and that's something we all want because it just makes for a better experience. So we're going to keep doing those updates to make sure that the, the, the experience that users have with the Wii U is, is as positive as possible. Uh, can you talk a little about what the plan is for um, sort of the, the rest of the year? Like what is, what is sort of the, the general rollout, like what's the general strategy for, for the rest of 2013? Well, the general, the general plan for the rest of the year when it comes to Wii U is games, games, games. Uh, we 
between now and the holidays have a stacked lineup of hardware or software releases that we think are going to motivate people to buy. Um, we saw this happen on the Nintendo 3DS once the software came around. We've had some great examples of it recently with Fire Emblem, Luigi's Mansion, and then Animal Crossing that just came out on Sunday. Those are all games that people are responding to. They're buying more hardware as a result to just play those games. And we're thinking that with Wii U, with some of these big titles that are coming out between now and the holiday, and then into 2014, that people are going to want to go in to buy the software and while they're there, they get the hardware to, to buy those games. So we're excited now that the software's come. We made the hard decision to delay some of those titles um, from the first half of the calendar year into the second half in order to make sure the quality bar was high enough and that we could probably put the Nintendo name on them. Now that we have that um, occurring, we're excited to see what the response is and, and what it's going to do for us on the momentum front. Uh, I got a lot of questions from folks that they were curious about um, whatever you could say regarding the strategy with, with Virtual Console. You know, obviously that's a very popular for people wanting to buy some of those older games. Um, can you say anything about what, what we might expect from that throughout the rest of the year? Um, I don't have anything to say on the Virtual Console front. All right. Fair enough. All right, well, thanks so much for your cool. time. No Appreciate problem. It. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the...